your presence, God. You're all we want. Oh, Holy Spirit, come rest on us. You're all we want. Yes, you are. You're all
everybody and welcome to rise up episode number 240 240 times we have woke up got our rise up coffee brewed uh said our prayers spent time with god and then had fellowship with each other for an hour to start off the network of streaming every single day for the last 240 Days. I cannot believe how far we've come. I cannot believe how far I've come personally, uh, how how far uh, in my journey with Jesus over the last 240 days. How much more further am I because of Rise Up than maybe I would have been without it? I am so incredibly happy that I listened when God said, do the show. Now, if you guys remember, Antonio Sabato had that 9 o'clock hour. And he would still be here if he could have been. And I think God was moving behind the scenes to kind of pave the way for this 9 o'clock hour. And, uh, you know, I thank Antonio today for this, you know, for for the fact that he paved the way and opened up that nine o'clock hour to start getting people to realize that there was a streaming, you know, uh, that there was streaming coming from this channel at that time. People started waking up and watching. And uh, I mean, what a change from, you know, his show to what I'm doing. But uh, still, nonetheless, it, it, it kind of paved the way. So I'm telling you, 240 episodes. Uh, Rachel, where is he now? He's actually the last... Uh, he, I think he spent a month in Italy uh, with his wife and um, his place of birth. And I think they're home now, but he's got a movie coming out uh, soon. So, you know, I'm, I'm always, um, you know, inspired by and uh, a friend of Antonio. So just great that we've had this opportunity to do this. And, you know, I don't know if you guys ever do it, but once in a while, go back and watch one of the old rise ups. I mean, the messages are all good. You know what I mean? Every time we like this morning, I messaged, I mean, I titled the show all glory to God. You go back and you read the titles and you'll see, okay, whoa, that's touching on this or read the description. And you go, maybe I need to go back and rewatch that one. Maybe I need to go back and I need to, you know, remind myself about self-control or, or remind myself about how to treat my spouse or remind myself about, you know, the right, the proper way to parent from a godly perspective or remind myself about, um, you know, being quiet more and listening more and, and talking less, but saying more when I do speak or any of the nine fruits of the spirit that we touch on one at a time, go back and rewatch them. We have 240 great messages and all of them are basically built on, you know, my personal everyday walk with God. So, uh, and, and, in, and in doing the fellowship the way we do it. Yeah, exactly. Rachel remind myself about eating vomit, right? Don't go back and eat your own vomit. I think that was one of the, the titles. Look, we're not sure of the titles here. I can tell you that. Um, but yeah, just what a big, what a big change in myself. And because we do the fellowship, what a big change in all of you. Like, I've noticed massive change in a lot of you, spiritually and emotionally, and the way you prioritize and look at uh, problems and problem-solving solutions for the country. I mean, I'm telling you, the more you go back and give it all to God, the more things come into perspective. The more you go back and give it all to God, the more he's going to show you your priorities. The more you go back and live and try to do everything with God, like try to try to improve yourself in every way, shape or form, the more he's going to open up a path for you and teach you, hey, you've done this wrong. You've been doing this wrong. You've been doing this wrong. Again, God is never going to kick you to the curb. God is going to help you all the time. And now after we get done our morning prayer 
And before we really dig in to today's message, all glory goes back to God, I have an admission and a story to tell you. Now, I know a lot of you like Story Hour here on LFA, so I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Share the video, number one. Jeremy, you did a, you did one show where you talked about your history, but one hour isn't enough. You need a couple days. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I remember that episode. Do me a favor. We need to get the link out. We need to share it. I know some of you watch on your big screen TVs. Maybe grab your phone, pop, 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 share it out. Give us a rumble. Go back, watch on your big screen. I understand the big screen is the way to go. Trust me, I finally got it at my house. After all these years, you know I never had live from America, downloaded on any of my TVs at home. I never watched it on a big screen until the other day. So um, before we get started here, we got two birthdays to sing. Now, I already sent a birthday message uh, saying happy birthday to Amanda on Instagram this morning. But Amanda Collins' birthday today, God Chick's birthday today. So let's sing two happy birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Amanda and God chick. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to both of you. I hope it's an incredible, wonderful day celebrating God creating you and bringing you to this earth. I mean, that's what we're really celebrating. We're not really celebrating our birthdays. We're celebrating and giving that glory to God because he's the one who created us, right? And also would like to ask for surge, uh, prayers because Thanson in the chat is going through surgery today. So please, please um, keep them in your prayers for the surgery and for the doctor and the hospital visit. Um, no TV in my house, but did watch you on the huge screen at my parents. It was pretty cool set in God's hand. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And then it's story time. Then we'll get into the verse of the day. Got some videos to show you. Always a jam-packed full hour here on Rise Up. So let's remove our hats. And in the name of Jesus, let's go to God in prayer now. Our Father, God in heaven, Yahweh, we just thank you so very much for the ability to do all things for you and not for ourselves. We thank you for the ability to think outward and not inward. Our human nature wants us to think inward. Our heavenly nature wants us to think outward. And by choosing the latter, we actually show the love, the grace, the realism, and the pathway of God. We actually show language. God speaks language. You speak language through our actions when we're giving glory to you and thinking outward rather than inward. Now, this is something that we adopt normally around the holiday seasons, but Lord, we ask that you give us that desire in our hearts. Let the Holy Spirit remind us every day of of the year not just during the season, the holiday season, but every day of the year that we are to think outward and not inward. And by doing so, we do really give all glory to God. Thank you for that. We ask for prayers, Lord. We are praying and asking for healing and restoration to be brought to all of us here fellowshipping and worshiping today. We all have our own medical issues that We know that we are learning from and we are going through for a reason. But if it is your will, Lord, we ask that those ailments are healed today. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, it's happy birthday to Yamane, too. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Yamane. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Grammy Love says, I love seeing you up on the big screen. Emmy said he never gave her a reason for what happened. Trying to see what Emmy is saying. Emmy, who are you talking about? 
Oh, Emmy says I need to pray for forgiveness because of the way I treated a coworker. They're very ashamed of me. Done that. And by the way, I didn't treat anybody terribly. Not at all. I actually treat everybody exactly, especially lately, the way that they should be treated. I haven't treated anybody terribly in a very long time. But I do pray for forgiveness for anybody that I might offend. I do that. And I think the people that work with me every day and the people that live with me every day would tell you that that's the case. But I'll pray for you. And uh, I'll pray for God to give that reassurance to you. Okay? Thank you very much. And I love you. Now, I want to tell you a story, if I can. Talking about being godly um, and giving glory to God. So, when Eli started here, I was complaining about a lot, grumbling about a lot that had to do with the stresses of this job and, and, uh, you know, the way that my family was being targeted and treated and, and, um, threatened. And, you know, I just told him, I said, you watch every day of my life. I come to work and all I want to do is do my job. That's all I want to do is do my job. Hold on real quick here. Okay. All I want to do is come to work and do my job. But during the day, so many people, I think it, the, way I, the way I looked at it was they wake up in the day and they go like this. How can I destroy his day today? That's the way I looked at it. And as Eli worked here, he started to see it. He started to see what I was talking about. And what I was talking about was just completely being inundated day in and day out throughout the day, every hour of the day, many minutes in that hour, multiple different people calling, emailing, faxing, text messaging, knocking on the door, screaming, I need help. And if, it, and, and if it isn't like help financially or, or anything like that, it's like, I need help doing this, making this decision. How do we do this? What's, what do I do here? How is this? Jeremy, this happened. You should do something about this. You should step in. It's always, it was constant, right? And it still is today, every day. And I've been really, really trying not to be, remember when I was uh, complaining a few months back how everybody was incompetent? Remember that, Eli? And I said I was going to stop doing that. Eli, have you heard me do that since? Maybe once, maybe twice in months. I really wanted to stop. Like I stopped using the Lord's name in vain when I did that. Like I stopped, you know, blowing up and getting angry at my children or my wife or people around me. I just said I'm not doing that anymore. By the grace of God, I'm not doing it anymore. Well, one thing that I said that I wasn't going to do anymore was just constantly uh, be, you know, uh, frustrated with how people around me seemed to be incompetent, and I'd be kind of um, standoffish, right? And I always looked at it like it was a, um, like it was a hindrance to me. And then the other day, it happened like you wouldn't believe. Like it had kind of subsided, right? But then it kind of came back with a vengeance. Like, I put down the phone, it would ring again. Put down the phone, text message. Put down the phone, email. And really, just people needing a fire put out somewhere. And I'd complain and complain and complain. And I even started doing it the other day again. But the great thing about being on a journey with Jesus is the more you walk with him, the amount of time you spend being ungodly is reduced a lot. So basically what I mean is when you go off that narrow path, God brings you back on that path really, really quick. And I started to say the other day, I go, I said to Eli and my wife, how does anybody that I know make it through a day and live? I mean, it's that 
much. You know what I mean? I'm not over-dramatizing it. But then later on that day, I was praying and I was asking God to put out a lot of fires in my personality. The way I view things, the way I perceive things, the way I act, the way I, how my decision making works. Like I just want to be better, right? So I'm praying for, to God and I'm asking him to let me do more, help me be more godly and help me include him in more stuff. Like help me remember this as I go to make a decision. And then it hit me. It hit me like a ton of bricks. He said, wow, asking quite a lot of me here in, the, in this 15 minutes that we're talking. Imagine if I complained about all the things that you needed me to do for you. Imagine if I wasn't here. Imagine if you called or texted or, or, or emailed or yelled or screamed or knocked on the door and I said, just ignore him. He's probably coming with another issue again. I can't deal with it right now. I've got enough on my plate, okay? And I felt horrible. And the reason I felt horrible is because those people that day that needed me could tell. Now, I didn't tell them, leave me alone. I didn't ignore them. Kit, in 1948, I sent you an email this morning to help you watch it. You have Fire Stick. Download Rumble on Fire Stick and then search for LFA TV and you can watch it that way, dear, okay? I sent you an email this morning. I hope it helps. So then, um, so I started thinking about how everybody must have felt when they could feel my frustration. Like I, like... Like my mom would call. And my mom called like six times that day with help that she needed. And she's my mom. I should just help her, right? But, you know, when you get 10, 15 people doing it, pick up the phone, you're like, hello. And she's like, hey, um, I hate to call again, but I was wondering if you could. And I'm just like, yep. And she's like, what's the matter? Nothing. You sure? Yes. No, seriously, what's the matter? Well, since you asked, mom. And then I told her. Right. And I wasn't rude or mean or anything. I just said it's very difficult right throughout a day. And then when I was praying to God later that night and God convicted me about how terrible I was. How horrible of a person could I be? To be frustrated. That people are coming to me for help. Shouldn't I feel shouldn't my heart be swelled? Uh, times a thousand. Shouldn't I be, isn't that a blessing? Isn't it a blessing that so many people are coming to me for help because they know they can? And it's not financially. It's, it's, it's just, can you make this call for me? You know how to do this. I don't. Can you call this person for me? Do you have a connection here that might be able to help me with this? What do we do about this? It's, it's little things. And man, did I feel horrible. God gave me a gift. And that gift is to think outward and to help people. I love doing it. How could the thing, the very thing that I love doing more than anything on this earth bother me? What a selfish Way of thinking. Leave me alone with your problems. I've got enough of my own. Jeez, what are you, incompetent or something? Man, was I convicted. So, I just wanted to tell you guys that story. That if you are one of those people that everybody seems to have to come to you to fix their life, praise God for that. Tell him thank you. Tell him thank you, not because you get to be that, but because those people have somebody that is a godly person that they can go to for help, 
And by not answering the phone call, by not answering the door, by not answering the text message, guess what you're doing? You are missing an opportunity to preach the gospel. You're missing an opportunity to spread the word of God. You could do it so easily. They're coming to you for help. They will listen, whether they want to or not. Trust me, they will listen to you. So when you feel frustrated about somebody needing you a thousand times a day for something that doesn't even live with you and isn't a child... First of all, I want you to praise God and thank him that they come to you. Then I want you to praise God and say, can you be with me when I call them back so that you can be present in the conversation? That is what you should do. That is what I should have done. You're truly missing an opportunity to spread the gospel. And I cried. I felt so horrible for not being there for people who needed me, not just wanted me, not just said I'm lazy, he'll do it. No, needed me. Unbelievable. All glory to God, right? All glory to God. I hope, I hope that this message speaks to you today. And you know, those people that come into the chat that tell me how bad I am, they're not wrong. We're all terrible and we could all be better. They're wrong in their facts most of the time, but they're not wrong in their message. They're wrong in their targeting and their delivery. They're not wrong in their message. We could all be better people. I wonder if the people that point the finger constantly at other people, point the finger at themselves too, or three. Do you know what I never do, Eli? I never wake up and target a, a human being who's not an elected official, and it's part of my job to target them to talk about what they do in life because they're representing people. If it's outside of that, do you, have you ever seen me wake up and find somebody to target to tell them how terrible they are? Imagine doing that in life. Imagine waking up in the morning and going, I am on a mission today to make this person feel terrible, whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong. Even if you're right, that's what you do. I know so many people who do that every day. And I couldn't imagine that. I could not imagine being that sad. And I'm not saying that as a, um, yeah, I'm not insulting you. I'm not trying to tear somebody down. I'm truly sad for that. I can't I can imagine being that sad. Like even at my worst, I never did that. Not one specific person anyway. You know what I mean? Laser Jarhead. What an awesome name. Oh, Lazaro Jarhead. What an awesome name. Thank you, Jeremy. I can relate to you on this issue. Thank you. Narcissistic people do that, somebody said. Those people are demon-possessed. Pray for them. That's what I do. And you know they hate that when you tell them that? I pray for you. They hate that. They absolutely hate that. Jeremy, they don't understand why Eli blocked them in the chat. They also wonder why you don't post where the donations go. I tell you all the time where the donations go. And we block people in the chat who are constantly, constantly trying to divide the chat and just make it all about them in the chat when they're here for a news show. So, yeah, we will. And we will do that every single time until the end of time because that's wrong. I don't know who's being mean to me, ZBM. I don't know. I'm just saying people in general. People in general. And by the way, every single person in this chat knows where the donations go. All donations for everything. They know exactly where they go. Somebody said, hey, 
The one I am says, as a rehab troll, I can tell you, we point fingers and criticize you. So hopefully you don't see what's in our closet. Amen. Amen. Yes, you're right, Amanda. You're right. Miss Mocha Powered said, and you're right to do that. Well, think about this. Think about when somebody's in the chat and they get their point across and they're still here, but they just keep going and they keep trying to make it all about them. What about the other 99% of people in here that want to hear the news or they want to hear the message? You know, that's selfish. That's not thinking outward. That's thinking very inward. Very inward. Block the negativity. Well, that's what the Bible tells us to do. We don't block opinions. We block negativity. And there's a point in which I think every adult knows when things are a little negative, right? All right. I want to go to the verse of the day today. I'm here for, the, for God and the word, not me. I love that. I love that. Janie says, you always tell us where the donations go. Always. But selective hearing is definitely a thing. Um, Verse of the day today. I want to read the description for you first, and then we'll go to to, to the verse. The description, Rise Up, episode number 240. All glory to God. What does that mean? What does that mean? Now, I've always said it since being a Christian. All glory to God. All glory to God. When somebody gives me a... um, when somebody gives me a compliment, I say, all glory to God. Thank you. All glory to God. And I always thought that that's kind of what it meant. Like somebody says, oh, this good thing happened. All glory to God. This wonderful thing happened. All glory to God. Jeremy, you thank you for doing this. All glory to God. The Rumble channel's working and people can actually find the streams. All glory to God. That's what I always thought that that meant. But I wasn't 100% correct. Because all glory to God also has another part to it. And I want to ask you if you've ever heard this. If you're going to be, if you choose to be a plumber, be the best plumber you can be. If you choose to be an electrician, be the best electrician you can be. If you choose to be a janitor, be the best janitor that you can be. If you choose to work in a factory, be the best darn factory worker on planet Earth. You guys have heard that, right? All of those sayings, right? Just basically be, be the best you can be. The army, be all you can be. Well, all we can be is what God built us to be. And none of us have tapped into that full potential yet. We're trying to get there through our journey with Jesus. I can tell you that. But it means be the best that you can be, but not for you and not for your country so much, I guess, but for God first and then everybody outside of you, everybody around you. I think that's the part that we, we, we always go, oh, all glory to God because this good thing happened. But all glory to God means that everything you do should be glory to God. This podcast, when I go and make food, when I make a coffee, when I call you on the phone, when I text somebody, all glory to God. I was not showing glory to God when I was frustrated and upset that people needed my help. That wasn't giving glory to God. So here, all these years, I've been saying, oh, that's great that that happened. Give that glory to God. Yeah, I'm right. But also, everything we do should be to give glory to God, not just when good things happen. And I'm just starting to kind of figure that out. Now, I know a lot of people in here are probably like, you're just now figuring that out. Yeah, I know. I'm a late bloomer, okay? I'm a late bloomer. Please open up your books to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I want you to go to verse 23. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23. And I'll take a drink of my Rise Up coffee that I'm getting low on here. 1 Corinthians 10, 23. 
Um, did Kittenhead get her TV working, by the way? I hope she did. Remember, Kittenhead, just find Rumble on Firestick. Just type in Rumble, download the Rumble channel, and then once you get into the Rumble channel, internally use the Rumble search and look for LFA TV. I know it's a lot of steps, but once you have it there and you follow it, it'll be there forever, okay? So, have you tried Rise Up Coffee yet, says Suzanne? Amen. Wish I liked coffee. <laughs> I understand that. She can have my TV. I don't use it anymore, Bad Moon said. We brought our brother, brother-in-law home from the hospital yesterday. Thanks for your prayers, said Katie63. Hey, that's awesome. That is awesome. Wow. How many families have requested help for the Christmas gifts? Uh, so far, 32. So far, 32. And I've emailed some people back. I've not gotten through the whole list yet. So if you did email, just know that I have not gotten through the whole list yet, okay? The LFA, P- LFA app didn't work. No, LFA app is not functional right now. That baby is down. It's a lot of money, but we're trying to, we're trying to rebuild it for next year. So we're just taking it slow because of funds. Drinking the Sumatra Gold today. Switch back and forth between that and the pecan. Finally getting our tree today, said ZBM. Amazing. All right. Let's get to the verse. First Corinthians. I think I've given enough time. Uh, 23. All to the glory of God. All things are lawful. Verse 23 starts out. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. Let no one seek his own, but each one the other's well-being, like Jesus did. Now, this actually reminds, yes, LFA TV US works, right? Yes, that's right. LFA TV.us, that works. Go there, click over, and you'll come right in as well, okay? That reminds me of, of course, you have the freedom to do that, but should you? Right? I think that's a question that we ask in America a lot since we have or used to have so many freedoms. Of course, you have the freedom to do that. But the question is, why would you or should you? And I think this, the first part of this, these verses, 23 and 24, it kind of reminds me of, of that saying. That's all. I'm, I'm just making the comparison. Then verse 25, eat whatever is sold in the meat market. Asking no questions for conscience sake. Con means with, science means knowledge, right? For the earth is the Lord's and all of its fullness. Verse 27. And if, and any of those who do not believe invites you to dinner. So this is saying that people who do not believe what you believe, believe in Christ. If they ask you to dinner and you desire to go, Eat whatever is set before you. So this is saying, like Jesus did, you can eat with sinners. You can eat with non-believers. Heck, if you eat with me, you're eating with a sinner. And anybody who calls himself not a sinner is a liar. It says, eat whatever is set before you, asking no questions for conscience sake. But if anyone says to you, this food was offered for an idol, do not eat it for the sake of the one who told you and for your conscience sake. For the earth is the Lord's and all its fullness. Verse 29. Conscience. Holy Spirit. I say not your own but that of the other. Again, this is... Oh, thank you, Jay Gizme. We love you too. This is all pointing towards whatever you do, do it for God. Rely on your conscience, the Holy Spirit. But it's also telling you to think outward, not inward. For why is my liberty judged 
by another man's conscience. But if I partake with thanks, why am I evil spoken of for the food over which I give thanks? Then verse 31. This is the verse of the day right here. Therefore, whether you eat or drink, and I love the way they use this, and I'll tell you why in a minute, or why, why this was, why God put these words in here. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. The reason why God wanted the words, whatever you eat or drink, and then or whatever you do, is because eating and drinking is a necessity. So God puts the necessities first saying, even in the things that you have to do, do it to edify the glory of God. And then whatever you do outside of the things that you have to do, like eating and drinking, do it all for the glory of God. Whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Even the necessity and the small act of eating or drinking. Don't eat or drink like a pig. Don't inhale your food with a breath like I used to when I was a kid. Don't be gluttonous. Don't overeat. That's why God put that in there. Even for that, pretty incredible stuff. And then check this out. Verse 32, give no offense either to the Jews or to the Greeks or to the church of God. That means don't offend anyone. At least don't go out to try to offend anybody. Now, if you offend somebody with truth, that's not what that's saying. What it's saying is if you go out, I'm going to, see that transgender over there? <laughs> Watch this. Hey, uh, my vehicle's broke down. Yeah, I can't get it to shift. It must. I must be low on tranny fluid. Think you could help me? Don't do that. That's funny. It's a funny joke. But don't go out of your way to purposely offend somebody. That's what this is saying. That's that's not godly. Kittenhead said, Jeremy, thank you for clearing up the meaning of that verse for me. Kind of confusing. It, It really is. Just as I also please all men in all things... Not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, that they may be saved. That they may be saved. Now, if I tell that joke to Eli, hey Eli, my car wouldn't start, this, or my car wouldn't move this morning. I put it in, I put it in uh, reverse, and it wouldn't go. And uh, yeah, must be low on tranny fluid maybe i'll go down to provincetown rhode island and get some i don't think that's that bad right telling a joke to eli he thinks it's funny blah 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 some trannies would think that's funny by the way i just kind of made that up so that kind of makes it even more funny but i don't go to a transgender and say tranny hey trans man or woman whatever it is that's that's what we don't do, right? Hey, Barbara Peters just said, hey, Amanda Collins, I found you on Instagram. Follow Amanda Collins on Instagram, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, I hope Kittenhead can get that uh, issue fixed where she can watch us. It's weird that it's happening on all our devices. So again, ladies and gentlemen, everything that we do, glory for God. Miranda says, tranny fluid, LOL. <laughs> Jesus died for them too. That is right, Lazaro Jarhead. That is right. Still laughing about Biden's tree. I know. Fly Trans American. <laughs> I'm banned on tele- on Instagram. I thought somebody said they were banned on Telegram. Oh, wow. Okay, 1,400 people. Uh, Jennifer says, is Rumble still being attacked? Rumble's actually attacked every day. Every day. Single day, all day, every day. Yeah, they spend probably millions of dollars fighting off attacks, which is ridiculous. 
Again, why wake up and bother somebody else? (laughs) Anyway, I uh, I have a couple videos here to show you. Now, one of these videos is not really a biblical video. Not really. But it is a harsh reality. And once you get hit in the face with this harsh reality that I'm about to hit you with, it causes you to start thinking about it biblically and spiritually. Let me get my headphones here. By the way, thank you to the 1,450 people watching. Please, please give us a thumbs up because we need to move up that leaderboard. Yesterday, folks, we had six shows. Six shows in the top 50, okay? That's almost 20% of the entire leaderboard. Over 10% was owned by the LFA TV audience. So make sure you guys give that thumbs up. The more you guys thumbs up our shows, the more visible we are, and the more we're on that front page on the leaderboard. That's huge for us. Like, 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 like. Now, this video is going to blow your mind. Here we go. In 100 years, which is like the year 2123, we'll all be with our families and friends, resting in peace. Strangers will live in the houses we worked so hard to build, and someone else will own everything we have today. Most of our stuff will either be given away, thrown out, or destroyed. Even the expensive car we bought may end up in a scrapyard. Our descendants probably won't know much about us or remember us. I mean, how many of us know the name of our grandfather's father? After we pass away, it might take a few more years, and then we're just a picture on someone's wall. A few decades later, our old photos and accomplishments become part of history and are forgotten. If we stop and think about these questions, we might realize that worrying about 95% of the things that occupy our minds every day is pretty pointless. If we can keep this in mind, our thoughts and actions could change for the better. We might feel more free to enjoy our lives. So remember this. If it won't matter in five years, don't spend more than five minutes being upset about it. In 100 years. Wow, what a good piece of advice. If it won't matter in five years, then don't waste the next five minutes even worrying about it. Amazing. Now, obviously, we all know this. This is common knowledge to anybody who's not a Gen Zer, anyway. <laughs> but boy, it really makes you think, doesn't it? It really makes you think where you should put your uh, trust and faith today, doesn't it? And we got about 10 minutes left. I got another video to show you here. I archive these videos. As I'm doing my, my, my devotion with, with God, I'm reading Bible. I'm reading scripture. I am watching videos. I'm perusing you know, Christian sites to see if I can find videos that are better, that can better uh, illustrate for you what I'm trying to say. Sometimes I'll just... Sometimes I'll just... Oh, that's cool. And I'll save it for later. Even if it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. There you go. God, possessing omniscience, intentionally created Lucifer despite being aware of his impending rebellion. God's intention was to establish a world allowing free choices, leading to Satan's fall, akin to allowing humanity's fall. Bible scholars provide a revealing insight suggesting that God, always knowing of Satan's rebellion, recognized a distinctive L signature in the names of high-ranking angels in heaven. This signature is evident even in the prophecy of Jesus in Matthew 1.23, where his name is foretold to be Emmanuel. The commonality of the L in angelic names, such as Michael, Uriel, Haniel, Raphael, Jophiel, Gabriel, Azrael, Shubiel, Raziel, Cassiel, Zadkiel, and Kamaya suggests a divine plan exclusive to ranking angels. Notably, Lucifer, as a ranking angel, lacked the name of God in his own, a deliberate omission by God who foresaw the end before creating the beginning. God, possessing omniscience, intentionally created... Wow. Wow. Like, I knew these angels existed. I knew Gabriel and Michael. I knew they all existed. I've read these names. But I never put two and two together that Lucifer was the only one that didn't share that E-L. Now, if you guys remember Superman, this is where the house of L came from. Jor-El, 
Kal-El. This is where they got it from. God, obviously, knowing that Lucifer would rebel, created Lucifer, knowing that he would create the earth, knowing that Lucifer would want to be better than God, fall down to earth, knowing he would create humans to give humans free will, knowing that, that, that Satan, Lucifer, would be on this earth to tempt people, to get these people ready to come to heaven. And the L is the, is the, is the royal name of the angels in heaven. Mind-blowing! Mind-blowing. Like I said, it's, it's, it's until somebody brings it together, sometimes you don't see this stuff. Like, I knew Gabriel. I knew Michael. I knew Uriel. I knew all these names. And I never put two and two together. That blew my mind. This is next-level stuff right here, folks. I never heard this. I never heard it in church. I never heard it in Bible studies. I never heard it talking to people with dialogue, trying to, trying to figure out what the Bible was all about. Nobody ever said this to me. Huge. Huge. Would you like to see it again? I'd like to watch it again. Go ahead, play it. I'll watch it again. So huge. Aware of his impending rebellion, God's intention was to establish a world allowing free choices, leading to Satan's fall, akin to allowing humanity's fall. Bible scholars provide a revealing insight suggesting that God, always knowing of Satan's rebellion, recognized a distinctive L signature in the names of high-ranking angels in heaven. This signature is evident even in the prophecy of Jesus in Matthew 1.23, where his name is foretold to be Emmanuel. The commonality of the L in angelic names, such as Michael, Uriel, Haniel, Raphael, Jophiel, Gabriel, Azrael, Shubiel, Raziel, Cassiel, Zadkiel, and Kamael suggests a divine plan exclusive to ranking angels. Notably, Lucifer, as a ranking angel, lacked the name of God in his own, a deliberate omission by God who foresaw the end before creating the beginning. Huge. Just absolutely huge. Now, Patriotic Patty 61 said, Jeremy, would you please help me on my journey with God? I am struggling. This is the best way that I think I can help you. This is the best way. Monday through Friday, right here with me, every morning at 9 a.m. Ask the other people who've been here since day one. Ask them if their journey with Jesus has progressed in a positive, godly way in the last 240 episodes. Because I guarantee you, 99.9% .9 of the people in the chat will say it has. I think this is the best place for you to be, Patri Patriotic Patty. We love you. Oh, by the way, El Shaddai, Elohim, right? Emmanuel, El Adonai, all El. Think about it. Emmanuel, Michael, Gabriel, Azrael, Uriel, El Elohim, El Shaddai, El Adonai. Why didn't I see this? And then here's old Lucifer. Well, I don't have everybody else's name. wonder why. I'm better than God, though. Tantalize says, I've watched you for five minutes and I'm already amazed. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, today's a very somber day for me. Um, today's a very sad day for me. Because today... Today's my last day. Today's my last day at 5 p.m. And I got to tell you, folks, it is harder for me than anybody else. Ask my wife. Ask Eli. Like, this was always the plan for me not to do so many streams in a day, right? But back before LFA TV was LFA TV, that's really the only option we had to get the news. But it, but it really pains my soul in a small way. I know, it's, I know change is needed. I know we, why we have to do this. And I know I'm going to have more streaming hours now than I did previously. Because I'm even adding an hour. And you're going to get two hours every day of Live from America, 11 and 12, starting tomorrow. 
So today is my last 5 p.m. show, and I want, to, uh, I want it to be so peaceful and loving tonight. Uh, of course, we got the 11 o'clock hour coming up here shortly, but... Three years. Three years. Pretty incredible stuff. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Sean Farish and Ungoverned comes up next. Followed by Live from America at 11 a.m. Followed by a whole bunch of other shows. And then the last Live from America at 5 p.m. tonight. But guess what? Better things are coming. Big things are to come. The network's going to grow. More people are going to come. And the Holy Spirit is going to be more evident in our lives. Ladies and gentlemen, the Holy Spirit is all I want. I love you guys. God bless you. Have a great morning. Rumble on the way out. Listen to this, listen to this beautiful song for the next couple minutes. How about that? God bless you guys. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. Come rest on us.